Welcome back, baseball fans, to Rounding Third, the baseball podcast, episode 52. Exciting stuff here. Last show before the All-Star break, we're going to talk about the epic Dodgers-Cardinals series. Uh, Can't wait to relish in Max's tears on that one. We're going to break down and look at our preseason predictions and how they stack up at the halfway point of the season. Questionable at best for some of them. We're going to round it out, hype up the All-Star game, talk about what to expect out of the all-star festivities in Los Angeles to start out next week. Uh, and then to close everything, we will wrap up by talking about the future of this show. When we come back from the podcast in the meantime, make sure you are following our socials to stay in the conversation with us rounding third podcast on Instagram and rounding third that is rounding three RD now on Twitter. Roll the intro today. today. I consider, I consider myself, myself the, luckiest the luckiest man, man on the face, on the of, the face of the The All-Star break is almost here. We are recording this on Friday, July 15th, meaning we are rounding out the last weekend series before we put a stop to baseball for the All-Star break in Los Angeles. How are we feeling? I'm pumped. I mean, I love the All-Star break. It's, it's always super exciting, and the Home Run Derby is just a classic, and especially with the roster we got this Monday. I mean, star power. Soto. Uh, Alonzo going for his three-peat, Acuna, Jose Ramirez, Julio Rodriguez, Albert in there, Schwarber. I mean, it, it's it's loaded with hard hitters, so I'm pumped for that. And, you know, as we talked about the other week, the AL and NL lineups are, of course, loaded. So the All-Star game is going to be great as well. I'm disappointed, though, after this past series. Um, I mean, we can just jump right into this if you want to. I'll, I'll give you your moment to enjoy and relish in the Dodgers success. I mean, here's what I think the moment is to me. And, and I want it for the record game one before the thing. I'm not really talking shit. I mean, that's not my style because I feel like from an LA fan perspective, it's not fair. Like our payroll's gigantic. Every third year we sign the best free agent in the class. Like I understand that. So there's some handicap. And so I'm not immediately talking shit, but we had our bet, you know, still cheering for the win. You made a fatal misstep, though. Took Cards take down game one, really at the Dodgers' implosion in the ninth. I would say, really, the Dodgers lost game one. And after that, you went into a spiral of, like, big man on campus, game two. They're up 6-1. I'm thinking all hopes lost, but never conceding. You start it, you start going, and then, I mean, the rest is history. Dodgers juggernaut offense versus the Cardinals bullpen, which we've talked about as problematic. And... And that was that. And the game three was, I mean, you knew St. Louis had no arms left. Uh, actually, much better pitching duel than I thought we would have gotten in that game. But Dodgers take it down two games to one. Yeah, and I mean, the Cardinals bullpen, honestly, like, they're not as bad as I think we're saying. I think they have the third lowest ERA in baseball in the past couple months. But it's really just three arms that they have. And everybody else is just ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't think Verhagen's get gotten a lot of reps yet lately. McFarland's gotten in there, but 
Dude, I mean, that game one was sick. I mean, obviously the Cardinals won. Albert got a 685, uh, 7-6 thriller. I mean, that, that game was awesome, just from a baseball perspective. Game well, two. You had, I, I just, before you even get into that, just that ninth inning, right? I mean, Dodgers get the run to bring it within one, load up the bases, no outs, get out of the jam. I mean, it's really everything you want out of a baseball game in that game. But, yeah, game yeah. two. No, yeah, I mean, you're right. It was bases loaded, nobody out. Cardinals bring in Packy Naughton. And he, I, I forget exactly what the outs were, but it was like pop-ups and strikeouts. And that was, that was incredible. Game two, yeah, I mean, I did start talking shit. We were up, after Nolan's blast, make it 4-0, I think, in the second inning. I mean, you know, I'm looking at this like 99% chance I'm winning this bet. I'm already up 1-0. They've got a 4-0 lead, eventually get it to 6-0, 6-1. And... I mean, what can you do? Total implosion. Dodgers offense heats up. Freddie Freeman went like nine for 11 in this series. Every time he got up, he got a hit. I mean, in yesterday's game, uh, it was we. It was a pitching duel, right? There were barely any hits, and Freddie Freeman was two for two to start it. But if you told me Cardinals win game one, they go into game two against the MLB's ERA leader, drop five, six runs on him, Wayno just is dominant, scoreless through five or six innings, and we lose the series. I mean, I I was feeling like we're at ninety nine percent territory here to to close this thing out. Yeah, I think bottom of five, I would have given ninety eight ninety nine percent series. That was gonna. I'm instantly. I, I'll be honest. My wheels were spinning. I'm like, what jersey am I gonna have to wear? What's this jersey back gonna end up being? But I always knew. I'm like, in the back of my head, I wasn't talking shit back. I wasn't conceding because I knew. I'm like, this Dodgers offense, man, they just need to get hot. That they did. Um, Again, Freddie had a terrific series. I don't necessarily care. I don't think he likes L.A. anymore, so I don't like him anymore. Uh, It's it's got a weird dynamic between me and Freddie Freeman. Obviously, he has the power in it because I'm irrelevant, and he's an MLB MVP. But... It's just, it's a weird dynamic. I don't know how we really go from here. Like, obviously, I wanted to play well so the Dodgers win, but like, I don't know. That's so weird. But he went on a tear. Gavin Lux, also notable to me. And as you said, kind of crazy. Tony Gonsolin luckily avoided the loss there with a no decision. It would have been his first loss of the year. But ERA gets jacked up. He gets blown the hell up. Uh, doesn't matter. Dodgers get it done. I mean, I, I don't know how this jersey bet works, Max. Where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, my focus for the past couple of days has been, hmm, do I want a baby blue Tommy Edmond jersey? Maybe uh, maybe an Aaron Otto jersey? Who knows? But now I got to turn it around, and, and you got to give me what you want, want me to – or, yeah, how does this work? Am I getting you well, a jersey or am I getting a jersey to wear? That well, that's the I'm problem. Getting... I, my impression was you're getting a jersey to wear of a presumably a Dodgers player of my selection, which uh, is a very interesting proposition. Yeah, I, I I do think that's kind of how it was outlined. As I thought about this, though, I kept thinking, oh, I, I'm sending him a jersey because he gets the reward, and maybe I can still send it to you after I wear it. Um, but I mean, I mean, you're the winner here. You make the rules. I'll do whatever. This, this is an interesting spot to be in. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I don't know if I need to think on it, but I do. Honestly, I feel like what probably makes sense is for 
you to get the jersey, wear it on air, and then send it forth. Uh, which then means I got to start running through my Rolodex, looking at my Doyers jerseys, and understand what's missing. Um, oh, this is interesting, Max. Any early thoughts? I mean, it, it's got to be a pitcher because I have a Marcus Lynn Betts jersey. You know, I got a Belly Burger. I'm not getting a Freddie jersey. I don't want one. I like objectively, if you sent me that, I would burn it. Um, I think I'm between Walker Bueller and Julio. I mean. You know, two staples, two savages. Um, honestly, I'll let you pick between that. That that's what we'll go. You can go between Julio or Walker Bueller, two of the sweetest arms ever. Which, by the way, I cannot wait till Walker Bueller's back. I miss him so so much. Uh, what a savage! Interesting. I, I, I'll, I'll think about it. I, I'm leaning towards Julio just because he's more he's playing, and uh, I think it's a little more unique. Culture. I think, yeah, yeah. Totally. There's definitely some culture. I mean, it was a fun bet. I was looking forward to it. I was sweating it. I had, you know, ESPN up or Fanatics up all the stuff because I'm like, we're losing. Again, can't ever count out the Dodgers. Ridiculous offense. I I still think takeaway from the cards, like, yeah, kind of an implosion. You can't really be upset. I I mean, you can be upset, but you guys going into the series, I don't think you would have thought you were like this in it. I mean, you were toe-to-toe with the Dodgers. You I mean, know, one swing away. Yeah, it's tough. I I thought the second game was almost mismanaged a little bit. I thought the the bullpen management wasn't great given the arms that we have available, um, and I think that falls on Marmol. But you know, you can be happy about getting one win, but at the end of the day, we still lost the series. And if we want to be a competitive team come the postseason, come October, the Dodgers are a team that we're going to have to go through. So. You know, we showed that we can compete at least, right? The games were close. That third game was just kind of tough. I mean, Cardinals couldn't really get a lot going. It was nice to have Tyler O'Neill back, uh, maybe. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to be, feel positive about it. It's still a series loss. Yeah. Last I mean, question for you, though. I, I got to ask, for the jersey, what what type of jersey are we looking at? Home whites, uh, some City Connect. Are we going the grays? What are we thinking? Honestly, I'm kind of thinking a little gray action. A little bit of the the gray. I mean, honestly, I don't have a gray jersey of a Dodgers player, so I'd be leaning gray, get the away love going. I mean, again, it was an away series uh, that led to it, so going to pour one out. Modelo's are going to hit crazy exponentially at this point. Uh, Before we move on, though, I feel like that closes it out. I'll be excited for the matchup. I'm sure we'll do another bet, hype it back up when uh, the cards come to town later in the year. I believe they play again in August. Um, before we get to that, sad enough for the viewers, they cannot actually see you on video. Just want to give a shout-out. Currently in Seattle, have a sick Seattle Mariners hat on with the Jackie Robinson patch on the side. Unreal hat. Going to be exciting when the viewers can finally uh, judge the hat game because you've been bringing the heat recently, Max. Hey, I mean, I had to walk by T-Mobile Park today. I would have loved to go to a game, but unfortunately, they're away. Had to stop in the team shop. They got a lot. I got to say, the Mariners team shop's pretty nice. They got lots of sick throwback Ken Griffey stuff, J-Rod stuff all over the place. Great hat selection. They have stuff for every NLB team. But saw this hat with the Jackie, Jackie Robinson patch. It's the hat I wanted to get anyway, but with the Jackie patch, I mean, added bonus. Love to see it. Mariners, 11 in a row. Hottest team in the baseball. Yeah, 
Dude, I mean, as a quasi-Mariners fan, which we'll get into because that came out of our preseason picks, which is what we're going to segue into, I love it. I mean, the Mariners are so freaking here. I can't wait. Wild Card City. Um, honestly, Astros, look out. They may never lose again. J-Rod is the future of the league. Uh, Mariners World Series favorites, Max? I mean, how are we doing this? I, this team is so electric and incredible to watch. Uh, it's just so awesome. I love it. I'm jealous that you're in Seattle. Uh, we got to get out there for a game, though. J. Rod, for sure. Future. Yeah, let's let's jump into this. But I know we're gonna. I mean, we could keep talking about the Mariners, but we'll get to it as we look at each division that we went through. I mean, let's run through them. This is interesting. I mean, some things I feel like we got right. Some went really wrong. You know, I said the Yankees wouldn't make the playoffs. That was an egregious take at this point. Um, but. I mean, James, how do we want to do this? Do we just want to go through the divisions? I mean, we picked a division winners, wild cards. We picked awards. Uh, should we just go down the list here? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think we're best off. Let's just run through the AL division, the NL division, go through the awards. We'll kind of compare, and we should hit this pretty quickly uh, for entertainment. For anyone who doesn't know, on opening day, we dropped an episode doing future predictions, all the division winners, awards, favorite bets. Now we want to review halfway through the point, see what was good, what was not. So to start it off, in the I'm going to read through the entire American League division winner. So we both had the Toronto Blue Jays winning the AL East. We both had the Chicago White Sox winning the AL Central. Out of the AL West, you have the first place Houston Astros. I have the Seattle Mariners who cannot lose. Uh, the wild cards then broke down respectively for me. Astros, first wild card, Red Sox, second wild card, Minnesota Twins in the third wild card spot. You had the Seattle Mariners, first wild card, Tampa Bay Rays, second wild card, and Red Sox as your third wild card. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's reasonable. I think the AL East, the Blue Jays pick, at this point, it's the Yankees division. I don't think anybody's going to catch them, so... We're not going to get that right, right? The Blue Jays are 15 and a half back in third place in the division. Still a good team and still, I think, you know, a reasonable pick. I don't think anybody saw the Yankees being as good as they are. The The AL Central thing, I mean, this this is the division that's kind of all over the place. White Sox were like minus 200 favorites to win it. Clearly, they don't know what's going on. Twins were kind of a fringe team. They got Correa. You know, maybe they're able to compete, maybe not. They're winning the division but again this division kind of sucks so it's not like they're running away with it and the guardians are definitely performing i know they've slipped a bit but they're definitely performing better than both of us may have expected their young team is playing really well and let's not forget preseason i remember the preseason prediction you were all over the royals saying this team might be sneaky good I, and i was i was kind of with you but you were kind of driving that train i uh I had them for a while. I actually listened to the episode again last night. For a while, I had them as my over like lock of the year. Luckily, I made the pivot off of them. I I thought both the Royals and Tigers could be sneaky noise, and they are objectively not sneaky and terrible. So that was a huge swing and a miss there. Also on the Guardians, owe them an apology because I was super down that they were going to be terrible. And then like two days later, they signed Jose Ramirez and – then they were like, yeah, every young player we have is a 300 hitter. Have fun. Good luck. Uh, so pretty awesome there. I mean, I don't feel like anything was too catastrophically wrong. Probably our 
worst pick in the American League is just that we both were kind of like, yeah, Yankees aren't going to be relevant, and they are the best team in baseball. So that was kind of a misstep right. there. But outside of that, not bad. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I, in, in the AL West, I mean, I had the Astros. The Astros are going to win the division. You had the Mariners. It was a good pick. Uh, they're right there. And even if you look at the wild cards, right, like I had, my wild cards were Mariners, Rays, Red Sox. Those three teams are in the mix, if not owning the wild card spots right now. So it does seem like the biggest miss here was the Yankees. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I said the Yankees wouldn't even make the playoffs. So, I mean, that is a pretty terrible take. But the rest of it seems pretty reasonable. You know, the White Sox was a miss too, but that division's crazy. You also said Aaron Judge was a fraud, um, but it's okay. You want to take us through the uh, National League? Yeah. Let's do it. National League, so National League West, both of us had Dodgers winning it. Looking pretty solid. It was an easy pick. And El Central, you had the Milwaukee Brewers. I had the St. Louis Cardinals. I think, you know, the Brewers still have a two- or three-game lead at this point, kind of as expected. You know, you feel like you can give the Brewers a slight edge, but a lot of season left to go. And then in the NL East, we both had – the new the Atlanta Braves. I think what's interesting about this, and uh, real quick, I'll say the wild cards. So your wild card teams: Cardinals one, Phillies two, Padres three. I had Brewers one, Mets two, Giants three. All reasonable. I think the biggest shocker here, and maybe the biggest miss, was you not having the Mets anywhere in the postseason picture. Yeah, I you know I did not. And what's crazy though is listening to my justification from the episode. It was because. DeGrom and Scherzer were out. Then Scherzer came back and got injured again. So that kind of like rewrote itself. But clearly this Mets team way better than expected. Huge miss there. I still like the Atlanta pick. I still think they hit when this season wraps up. But definitely not having the Mets on the sheet, you know, misstep again. I probably would change the Phillies and Mets right now. Bryce Harper is not playing baseball. Although Kyle Schwarber is playing out of his mind. Uh, again, the St. Louis pick had to pin him right there. The Brewers, Cardinals are really a coin toss. Um, they're both playoff teams, no question about that. Uh, and then the pick I'm proud of is having the Padres in my wild card selection. Uh, obviously, very much in the mix there. Um, pretty happy about that. Yeah, I, I, th- I think both of our outlooks on the postseason could definitely still happen. I mean, I I would assume the Mets will make the playoffs in some fashion. I think that's pretty safe to say. But if you look at all the teams that we picked to be in the wild card, you pick Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, I had Brewers, Mets, Giants. I mean, those are all teams either just outside the wild card picture looking in or they're, you know, right in the middle of owning their division or owning a wild card spot. So, we, we didn't really pick some crazy team like the Marlins or something to come flying in there and seal a spot. So, I, I you know, it's, I think it's pretty justifiable at this point and pretty good picks, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Yeah, no, definitely. I stand by the picks. And, you know, again, you can look back, maybe some tiny changes, but I don't feel like I got bombarded. Maybe the worst pick we have on this sheet is when we pick the AL winner. Um pennant winner and we both had the blue jays winning that again Uh, obviously our blue jays hype was like overextended still a very good team still anything could happen i think they could get active in the playoffs but i mean this yankees team it's hard not to think that either the yankees or astros are going to win the american league both those teams are just head and shoulders better than every other team in baseball 
Yeah, I'm still thinking we're going head-on to a Yankees-Astros ALCS, which I'm all for. I think that'd be top-tier entertainment, top-tier baseball. Both of us had Blue Jays-Dodgers World Series. Both of us had Dodgers winning the World Series. I mean, totally possible still. Blue Jays are in the postseason mix. You know, they've shown signs of being really good. I mean, they've been kind of up and down all season so far. You know they have the talent, uh, but they just kind of – got to put it together and put it together consistently but they're going to be in the postseason mix and anything can happen so totally still a good pick again you got to just string together you know one game then three games and it's like that's a team that can do it so not completely writing it off uh i know at at one point in the season i did say on the show no uh astros yankees alcs was going to happen that still I have that weird feeling, but I think it's probable. And I hope we get it. Hope it's a great matchup. And I hope the Astros win because I still am very confident in my Los Angeles winning the World Series and going to the World Series pick. And to finally know peace in this world, I need the Dodgers to beat the Astros in a World Series. That will be like the final thing that that just gives me eternal peace and happiness. So still on pace with that. Dodgers in six. I like it. Take us to the the MVPs here, because I, I think I, I think I'm kind of winning in this department here. I think I still have a chance, a good chance on one of these, pretty a decent chance on both. I'm not so sure about you. Yeah, I'm pretty much out of commission here. I will say when I gave the National League MVP pick, I did say quote one percent chance to hit. I think I would adjust that now to point zero 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 one percent chance. I had Chris Bryant in Colorado. I thought maybe with the elevation he'd be a monster. He has a singular home run. He's anything but a monster. Somehow Colorado's actually doing like not great but better than I thought and he's no part of it. So I'm completely out of contention. I mean there are six hundred players on the list before him. Uh, you had Ronald Acuna, though, he's not the front runner, but he's still in the conversation. He's still at least like there. He could have a good back half and win it. Yeah, I mean, Acuna is is definitely not the front runner here. But remember, he the you know missed the first uh, maybe month, month and a half of the season, and ever since then he's been really solid. He's been hitting home runs. He's been the Ronald Acuna we were hoping for. Uh, for the most part, and he's been a big reason why this team is surging. So, you know, I, I don't think Acuna would win it, and he wouldn't be my pick now. I'd obviously pick my boy Goldie, but, you know, there's still 80-plus games to play, or maybe less, like 70 games to play. So a lot can happen, and Acuna's definitely got a chance. Yeah, and that Braves team, again, you know, part of it's where your team finishes – now, I think where you have the best ground to stand has to be the American League MVP, though. You have Shohei Otani, kind of a low-hanging fruit for him to repeat. It's it's just low-hanging because how good he is, but it's also such a slam dunk. Like, yeah, dude is objectively more valuable than any player we've seen in baseball in 100 years. That That is a fact. So, and, and again, what's crazy is last year he did it as one of the best hitters who also was a good starting pitcher. This year, he is one of the best starting pitchers who also is a good hitter. And that's like that in itself is nuts to me, Max. I mean, he like he's up the pitching game. He's a top five pitcher in the league right now. I, he's I definitely up no, the pitching game. It's no it, doubt it, yeah, about that. His batting numbers might be a tick down. Uh, you know, he's not up there for the home run lead again. But, you know, like I said, still a long season to go. And his, his hitting numbers are still incredible. And 
it's it's t- tough to even think about the Angels because of how bad that team is. But you know, any success that they might have is usually derived from him. And I mean, like like I said, when I justified the pick, if he's playing and he's playing at his best, he's the American League MVP. He would be my pick now. I think he's the favorite. A lot of people like Judge, but. I, I just think with what Otani brings, like he, he's the most valuable player to any franchise. Yeah, if you actually go by the merits of the award, it is Otani's to lose, and he really can only lose it if he's injured. Um, I mean, as long as he plays, it's like he is worth he's worth seventy, eighty million dollars of your payroll objectively. But um, my pick, I'm still actually happy with. I don't think he wins. Yeah. I don't think he's in a position to win. I had my guy out of Minnesota, Byron Buxton, plus 2,000. And I said in the prediction, if the Twins win, it's going to be because of him. I think that's objectively true. They're winning their division. They're leading their division. Carlos Correa, very helpful. Had some other guys step up. But Byron Buxton, when he's played, has been outstanding, crushing the baseball you know, up there, one of the best center fielders, what he can do on the base path with the wheels. And I love the pick. He's played really, really well. I just don't think he's able to compete again. As you said, it's pretty much Aaron Judge Shohei Otani's award to lose at this point. It's a good pick still, I think. You know, Byron Buxton's numbers per 162 are pretty incredible. Uh, he's had injury issues, which is the biggest thing. Like even this year, he's missed time. But uh, yeah, I think you should definitely still stand by the pick. I don't think he'll win it, right? Like, I, I just don't think he'll pass Judge Shohei. But he's definitely a, a worthy competitor there and one of the top players in the American League. And you also never know. I mean, he's a guy who could go on a total rampage and and maybe be in that conversation legitimately by the end of the year. Ultimate five-tool player is still a great pick for sure. Yeah, and I mean, again, at plus 2,000 odds, I I think the odds have technically hit my favor. Just the fact that he's playing the level he has at plus 2,000. You know, and you never know this back half he could. If he averages 400 and the Twins get up and win their division by 15 games, they may have to look at him. But I'll stick with that uh, pick. I love it. Shout out the Twins. I knew they'd be on to something. Another pick that uh, I absolutely blundered. Uh, and that's moving to National League Cy Young. I went with my boy. I was certain he was going to have a career year, easily waltz to a Cy Young. That's Walker Bueller. Um, obviously, part of the reason is injuries. He's going to end up missing more than half of this first half of the season. But also, when he was playing, he's having the worst year of his career so far. Haven't given up. Haven't lost faith. He's still the future. He's going to be a Cy Young pitcher at one point. I have no question about that. Just not this year. Yeah, I was going through some of my notes, and, I mean, he was my second pick for this award. I think he was, even preseason, he was up there, you know, either best odds, second or third best odds. He's one of the best young pitchers in baseball. He's had the postseason and experience. He's looked incredible for most of his career, and he, he just kind of came out a little flat to start the year. He had some great outings. He had some not-so-great outings. And now hitting in the 60-day IL, it's – you know, it's, it's tough for him to come back and win a Cy Young at this point. Like, it's almost at 0% just because of how many starts he's going to have to miss. But, you know... he I, I mean, I, right now, he's probably fourth in Cy Young voting on his team. I mean, right, that's right. just what it is. I w- and so, I don't think it was a terrible pick. I went with Carlos Rodon, which I still think is very much possible. I think if you look at some of the odds, you know, maybe he's not the number one guy there. But... 
he his numbers are incredible, and I think he's primed to be in a position to still make a move for that award uh, if he if he picks it up as the year goes on. But he he's looked incredible, uh, and and I'm still standing behind my Rodon pick. I, I don't think he's the front runner, but he's certainly in the mix to pull it out pull it out. Yeah, he's in striking distance. He's a couple complete game shutouts from being right at the top of that. In my opinion, right now. Season ends today. That's Sandy Alcantara's award, no question. I mean, yep. he's just pitched more innings than anyone. He's pitched better innings than anyone. But the Rodon pick was, I mean, spot on. He's in striking distance. He's two or three quality starts. Not the stat quality starts, but like really, really good, deep, long, scoreless starts from being there. Um, we'll see. You're at least still alive. Um, Moving a pick where, uh, you know, I don't. You're maybe alive. I feel like I'm pretty dead. That's the American League Cy Young. I tried to get a little cheeky. Uh, Lucas Giolito, not the White Sox year, not Giolito's year. He hasn't been terrible, but he's not winning a Cy Young anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I it was a little cheeky pick, like you said. Uh, he wasn't necessarily one of the front runners, but. It was a decent pick. He's a good pitcher on what was supposed to be a good team. But I think anything associated with the White Sox has kind of gone to the toilet. Uh, I don't even think – I mean, he's not the best pitcher on his team. I'd give the nod to Cease, and then you have Lance Lynn too. So, you know, what can you do? Uh, I went Justin Verlander. I st- I'm still standing by that as well. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the odds here. Justin Verlander has the second-best odds to win American League Cy Young right now behind Shane McClanahan. Uh, so, you know, I'm still happy with that pick. I think it was maybe a bold prediction coming off Tommy John surgery for a guy in his late 30s, waning years of his career to say he can still compete for a Cy Young. But he's right there in the mix. He's looked great. He's had some total blow-up starts. But for the most part, he's been striking out a ton of guys, and he's right in the mix for American League Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, look, you got exactly what you want out of the pick. I kind of busted your balls when you made the pick. I'm like, you know, Tommy John, what are we doing? He bounced back. He's clearly a top five arm in the American League right now. That's about the best you're going to hope for for a 37-year-old off of TJ. Uh, I like to pick, again, another guy in striking distance, not necessarily there. But like you said, he's in second in odds right now. So uh, anything can happen. And, of course, if it's a pitcher doing well, Kevin Cash will screw it up for Shane. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Speaking of managers, um, this is where I think our award predictions go a little haywire. I mean, I'm just going to start in the American League here. I picked Charlie Montoya, (laughs) who just got canned. So... I'm sorry. I love that pick. That's worst pick on the sheet. I mean, the dude doesn't have a job. I mean, it's the only one where you can say there's just 0% chances hits. The guy's not even employed anymore. I was pretty surprised by it. I mean, the Blue Jays weren't doing horrible, but they decided he wasn't the right guy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he was my it, manager of the year. He's no longer employed. So, it, It's also crazy given the circumstances there. Just, I mean, you know, their first base coach, very tragically, they lost a daughter. And then, like, a week later, they fired Charlie Montoya, like, in the middle kind of of that. I was shocked that he got canned just because they, they had a winning record in the best division of baseball. But uh, Which, by the way, the AL East, insane. Baltimore Orioles, the future, uh, actually reason yeah. to have joy in Baltimore. But besides that, you literally picked the dude, the win manager of the year, who's collecting unemployment right now, which is hilarious. Um, I honestly think you got a pretty good pick here, to be honest. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not too upset with mine. I had my guy, big theme for the prediction, but Scott Servai on the uh, Seattle Mariners, obviously, with how they're playing right now, they're in second in the American League behind an on-fire Houston team. I kind of like the way this sets up. I think there's life there. Aaron Boone, though, may be yeah. the front runner. Yeah, I, I mean – it's, he seems like the obvious pick because of how well that team's playing. I think the manager of the year award is always a little weird because it's like, you know, it kind of depends on how well the team's doing, obviously, and where the team's standing, how how well they overperformed. Typically, it's like how, how much do you overperform expectations? But, I mean, look, the Mariners could snap the postseason drought this year, their 20-plus year postseason drought, and – I think he's definitely right in the mix. They've won 11 straight games. If they keep this up, I think he'll be in the mix. But Aaron Boone's probably the front runner. He's it's definitely top three for that, so happy to have some life there. We have the same pick for National League Manager of the Year. I don't think we have any life there. That is the uh, once great, ancient Don Mattingly, um, the Marlins. You know, It's a team that we are pretty excited about. Their pitching, obviously, is unbelievable. Pablo Lopez, Sandy Alcantara, Tyler Rogers. You have Jazz Chisholm, an electric future guy. The, everything got screwed. I mean, Don Mattingly and the team called a meeting to bitch out Jazz Chisholm, which is literally the only player that I would consider having the Dodgers trade for on that entire lineup. You can't have that fatal flaw there, and they're sitting in fourth place in the NL East. They're... Yeah, I mean, I think the reason for the pick was, like I said, you're looking for a team that's going to defy expectations. And this team, you know, wasn't really supposed to be in the mix, and they ended up not being in the mix, where both of us thought some of this young talent, I mean, Jazz and Sandy are generational guys. Uh, so, you know, we thought maybe they would perform a little bit better. But to me, it's probably Buck Showalter at this point. It's hard to find uh, somebody to pick from the National League, but the Mets have been incredible, and Buck Showalter coming in there kind of, turning around that franchise almost i would give it to buck yeah changing that culture i i think that's where the pick makes the most sense obviously dave roberts isn't going to get it i don't think he deserves it um now you start to go like where are you looking buck's been really really good um no other teams in the national league are like super super surprising so um yeah give it to buck he deserves it old face of baseball um we actually didn't pick Rookie of the Year awards, which is like very sad because I would have hammered Julio and I would have cashed that thing out because he's a savage, uh, obviously playing in the All-Star game and Home Run Derby as a rookie. Um, so special mention there. We had some uh, – do you want to go through our bets? Maybe quickly. I think we can run through it. Uh, I can run through mine real quick first. Um, so we did best World Series – value for odds like what are the best odds you're looking at favorite over favorite under best value division winner so maybe not the best you know maybe not who's going to win it but where do you find the best value and what's the i was laughing because i looked at who i picked um and then who's our second team uh so real quick i had world series odd values cardinals plus three thousand preseason still think that's pretty good uh 30 to 1 for the cardinals who are definitely still in the mix i think that's good uh, going down, my favorite over was Dodgers over 90 and a half wins. Still think that's really good. I think that's a 100-win team. Uh, favorite under, this is probably a miss. I had Padres under 89 and a half wins. They've been slipping. It, it, I think it could be tight come the end of the it's year. It's going to be a sweat. It's going to be, be a sweat. sweat. Um, 
but obviously they're going to get Tatis back at the end of the year. So we'll see how that impacts that. Uh, I had best value division winner. I had Tigers at plus 800, eight to one odds for a team I thought was young, top AL Central. I still think it's not a terrible pick preseason, right? They're a young team with two of the top three prospects and the AL Central sucks. But yeah, I mean, Tigers aren't winning the AL Central. Uh, listeners, you all can't see me, but I've been laughing hysterically during that monologue because the Tigers are terrible. Um, now, granted, I'll have to to get to that. I almost picked their over. Thank God I didn't. My bets, again, World Series odds. Love your pick, Max. 30-1 to 1 on the Cardinals who have been there very much in the conversation. At least a top 6-7 NL team uh, like to pick there. I got the Red Sox at plus 2,200. I'm pretty happy with that pick and those odds. I think that's a lineup that still, if they get into the dance, can be dangerous. And they they should be on pace, but that division's insane. Who knows how the American League shakes out. Favorite over Marlins, 77 and a half. This goes back, double down on the Don Mattingly. That, I don't think that's going to hit. I mean, I don't think it's on pace, but there's still life. There's some potential. So, you know, is, can't officially close the door. They're right at they're right around the 500 mark. So if they end 581 and 81, they hit the over. They've got a chance at it. Yeah, it's still active. So that's, that kind of was my goal there. I'm like, I think this team's at least 500. And again, Jazz Chisholm, better than I thought. Sandy Alcantara's, I mean, I already thought he was incredible. He's monster level. Under, I love where I'm sitting here, Oakland Athletics after the fire sale, 69 and a half. It's a sorry ass baseball team. Um, I I mean that's I was complaining to everyone. I'm like, please invest in this. This is better than the S and P. It gets free money. Um, stand by that. Best value division winner. I still like. Not sure it hits, but I had Mariners plus four fifty. You're giving me plus four fifty for a team in second place. I'll take that. Albeit they're double digit games back. Like, again, we'll that's best value. It's it's not who we think is going to win. I guess in your case, you picked the Mariners to win it. But it's, you know, where can you find the most value? And I'm not trying to justify my Tigers pick, but keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, no, the value, definitely some value picks. I just think my value meal, uh, yeah, actually may happen or at least is on the fritz. I don't think A.J. Hinch is going to the playoffs again in a while. Um, and then we had our... Second team. I don't even know we want to touch on it. Mine, obviously, the Mariners. Very happy with that. They're the future. You picked the Angels. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't necessarily like I think I'm like rooting for this team. It was more like from a show value, entertainment standpoint, who is who's my MLB.tv team that I'm always looking to watch. And I mean, I still love putting on the Angels games because Shohei Otani's a once in a lifetime uh, player. So, you know, what can you do? Well, that wraps up kind of our predictions where the season's going. Uh, it's going to be an interesting back nine. I think we're still really in the hunt to at least get like a 75%, you know, on this little list to get pretty close for um, predictions. Not too, you know, a couple f- crazy ones, but not too bad overall. And it's been a fun season so far, you know, excited to get into this break. Overall, I'm, I think we did pretty good. I mean, there are big misses, obviously, naturally. But I think in general, we're we're pretty we're pretty good with a lot of these predictions. I mean, for picking twenty three things, you know, before the season, not bad. Um, and now, kind of, you know, I think we should talk about 
the all-star format. What are, you know, it's super That's exciting. True. Baseball's on pause for a second, but it's for one of the best festivities, the midsummer classic, uh, you know, I'm a huge national league guy. So outside of the world series, this then is the biggest thing just to watch the American league crumble. Um, We'll see if that happens. Again, both lineups are star-studded. But, Max, immediate question. What are you most excited for, the All-Star Game or the Home Run Derby? It's got to be the Derby. It's got to be the Derby. I mean, I love the game. You're getting to see all the MLB's best play in one spot. But the Derby is just top-tier entertainment. I think even for casual baseball fans or just non-baseball fans, it's it's awesome to see the, the the, the home run derby, especially with how much star power is involved. Like I talked about earlier, I mean, this is loaded, uh, loaded with guys. Um, if we if we go down the bracket real quick, I mean, it's basically four matchups, and we can call it the quarterfinals goes to four guys in the semis, and then the finals, it's Kyle Schwarber versus Albert Pujols, Juan Soto versus Jose Ramirez, Corey Seager versus Julio Rodriguez, and Pete Alonso versus Acuna. I mean, these are prime matchups. This is must-watch TV. This is what I'm absolutely looking for most. Yeah, I you know, I got to agree with you. The Derby is just so classic. There's nothing else really like it uh, that drums up so, you know, I guess like maybe the dunk contest in basketball, but like nothing that drums up. Like I think a lot of America tunes into the Derby and not as much the All-Star game. Still excited for the All-Star game. It's the best of the best, but, you know, most of the list won't play. It's kind of like half-paced baseball. And what I think makes, by the way, star-studded cast in this derby, what's awesome about this is Pete Alonzo's there, and Pete Alonzo actually takes the derby serious. It's like a serious payday for him. He gets a million bucks every year. It's like a third or fourth of his contract. Every year to do it, he continues to win these free pickup trucks. Do you think he three-peats, Max? Who's your favorite of this bracket? See, I, I think Alonzo's got to be the favorite, and he is the betting favorite. He's plus 200 to win it. I, he's got to be the favorite just because, of, like you said, I remember last year he is totally locked in. He's in the cages while other guys are hitting. I mean, he wants to win this thing. He wants to beat everybody by as many home runs as possible. So just because he's going all out for it, I've got to give Alonzo the edge. But I'm going to be rooting for my guy, Jose Ramirez. Uh, I, I didn't really expect him to be there. He's actually got the second worst odds to win it at plus 1,400, only ahead of Albert. So I, I kind of like the value with that. But I'm rooting for Jose, but I'm leaning towards Alonzo. Alonzo would be my pick if I needed to pick one questionable dropping the my guy title when albert is in this competition uh but i don't think albert stands a chance i actually think it's pretty messed up that they're gonna march him out there and make him do this um i I mean i guess he had ultimate say but it's just like i don't think he possibly can win this thing i'd love if he did i've heard people say this that they're like mad that albert's in the home run derby i just i hate that like He's one of the all-time greats, and look at the rest of the people who are in it. Like, it's loaded with star power. Let's let Albert go in there one final time, and who knows? Maybe he'll shock everybody. I mean, he's hit more home runs than almost every single MLB player that's ever played the game. So I'm rooting for Albert while he's out there. I don't think he'll get out of the first round, but I'm all for Albert in the Derby. Yeah, no, I love him in the Derby. I just hope it doesn't 
like he doesn't embarrass himself, which I don't think he will. I mean, if you're giving him like he's still savage, he cooked the Dodgers for a long one. So it's like if you're giving him underhand pitches, he's probably going to blast them. Tough matchup he drew with Schwarber. I'm most excited out of this lineup for Julio Rodriguez. I hope as a kid he comes in. I hope he pits the hat backwards, embraces his inner Ken Griffey Jr., and destroys the baseball. That would be such a cool storyline. Kind of cheering there. I will say I have a little bit of beef. This is the first time in like seven years that the home team doesn't have a representative, and it's not Mm -hmm. like the Dodgers don't have home run power. So just kind of disrespectful. My assumption is someone at MLB, when they put this together, just completely forgot that Corey Seager is a Texas Ranger and not a Los Angeles Dodger, and that's what happened. Love Corey Seager, but his first matchup is versus the kid, and uh, got to go Julio. I, I love the kid, too. I mean, there are so many guys I'm rooting for here. Albert. It's going to be a fun derby. It's going to be a great one. Great one. Ronald, excited for that. And then, of course, so the derby is on Monday. Uh, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And the game is actually on Tuesday. A little questionable to not do it over the weekend. I don't understand that, but maybe they know something I don't know. All-star game on Tuesday. Max, it's so hard to pick this, but who do you think has the edge? American League, National League? (sighs) It's tough. The thing is, I want the National League to win. Right, just because I'm a Cardinal fan, I've got some of my boys in the game, but I I don't know, I don't know. It's close this year. I feel like sometimes you're kind of giving the edge to one team, but I, I probably would give a slight edge to the American League. I think with the amount of power that they have, with Trout and Judge and Stanton all starting in the outfield, I mean that's super home run power. But at the same time, maybe I would give the the pitching uh, to the National League. I think they've got a better pitching lineup front to back. So I'm, I'm picking National League. I'm picking National League just because that's the way I'm rooting. And I, I think Sandy is hopefully going to start and just going to absolutely slice and dice up this American League lineup. Yeah, I like the National League, too, not because they're better, simply because they are home. And I think this game is going to be so close that they have the walk-off opportunity. And that's really what I'm looking at here. Again, every player in this thing is a freaking MLB All-Star. They can all crush the ball. They can all hit. Your nine-hole hitter is literally going to be a 200, like a 280 hitter with like a .9 OPS. I mean, it's going to be great hitter so i i gotta give the edge to the uh team with the walk-off percentage pretty excited definitely juice for the home run derby of course i'll be watching cheering on the boys um it's exciting i love the all-star festivities the little celebrity softball game whole weekend and it'll kind of give us a chance to step back and kind of celebrate these guys a bit before the, the grudge match starts and then we won't pick our heads back up until there's a world series champion crowned um, and I don't know, briefly, Max, do you want to talk about the future of this podcast real quick? Yeah, let's do it. So after this also breaks, so typically we're doing two a week at this point, one every Monday, one every Thursday, come out at night. So you could say Tuesday, Friday, we are going to be going to one a week, doing a Thursday episode, trying to keep it within the 45 minute to an hour range. We are also going to be adding video on YouTube, clips from the show, full episodes, uh, and TikTok content, kind of just 
just more content being put out there. We think that if we can put our efforts into those other content streams versus two episodes a week, it could be great for the community that we're trying to build and the people that we're trying to get involved in baseball because that's how a lot of people are seeing their content. And hopefully that can drive them back to the podcast. I mean, this is all about growing a community and getting people involved in baseball and just talking baseball, having fun. So we think this is a great way to do it. And I'm super excited, James. Yeah, I'm stoked. And, you know, part of the decision was also to not oversaturate you listeners uh, and kind of take a step back and realize we're producing so much content that it's overwhelming for some of you. Really excited for this direction. And, of course, we're always open to feedback. Let us know if you don't like it, if you want two episodes, if you want them smaller, longer. Looking for any and all feedback. Again, on the socials, Rounding Third Podcast on Instagram. Rounding third now on Twitter. Uh, we'll have the YouTube and TikTok going. Super excited. I think, you know, this All-Star game is going to be a, a big push for us. We're taking Monday off the Home Run Derby Day, and then we'll be back on our once-a-week schedule. And, Max, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the community, the show, the rest of the baseball season. We're in a great spot. Yeah, I'm super excited for this Derby, and I th- I'm super excited about the direction of this podcast. And, I mean, before you know it, we're going to be approaching postseason action. So lots of exciting stuff coming in the baseball world to end with this podcast. So James, I mean, episode 52, another great episode. Always a pleasure.